Hey everyone, I am really excited to share with you the canoe meltdown story today. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a full blown, like massive meltdown. We very, very, very rarely have those in our home anymore. But actually, this is a story from about a year ago. So I'm going to tell you the story. Um, I've got some pretty you know, powerful takeaways, I think, from how do we deal with our kids when they are emotionally heightened, when they, they sometimes seem like they're being ridiculous or um, um, unreasonable. So I'm going to tell you that story. I, I just want to say a huge thank you for being here. Um, this is the Emotionally Intelligent Parenting Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie Pinto. So you'll hear my voice a lot. Um, very soon, we're going to have some amazing guests on. My calendar is pretty full with recordings at the moment, um, but I've been starting off with some just kind of solo episodes and I've been really lucky to get some amazing feedback. So thank you. And just before we begin, I do want to encourage you. I'll mention it maybe at the end because I would love you to please put a rating or a review on the podcast app that you're listening on, wherever that is. If it just takes you half a minute. I would really appreciate it because it gets it out to more parents and it just helps other people see, Hey, this is something that's worthwhile listening to, which I hope it is. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I find it interesting. I mean, this is what I love. Um, and I could talk about for days and days, but I, as I said, I'm lucky that I'm, well, I'm grateful. I'm getting a lot of great feedback from you guys. So please always send that through and send through your questions and your comments and even your criticisms because I am still new to this and I'm still learning. <laughs> so before we begin, I want to acknowledge the Darug Nation, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I live, work and record this podcast. I pay my respects to all First Nations people, elders and ancestors, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and I stand in solidarity towards a shared future. All right, let's jump in to the episode. Okay, enjoy. I don't know if you've ever had those days where you're looking forward to something so much, maybe an outing or an event, and everything kind of begins to crumble and fall apart. And you think, why did we even come? Or are we even going to get there? Plans change very quickly when you have kids, right? So I want to jump straight in with a story that's going to, I guess, number one, help you feel not so alone if you have experienced that because oh my gosh I have <laughs> so many times and I also want this story I know I've told this story a few times before not on the podcast obviously yet um, but to my community on online and things and I I really get feedback that parents go oh my gosh that made so much sense oh my gosh I could have seen myself there oh I would have thought exactly the same thing and for a lot of us sometimes when we have a day where our plans go awry or our kids throw a spanner in the works, then the rest of the day can be a write-off, right? Am I right? Like it can, you know, things with our kids can really take a turn for the worst. Sometimes I want to say if we let it, like I am not here to say, you know, parents, you have, you know, if you're doing all the right things, your kid's going to be perfect and amazing and you'll have wonderful days, wonderful weeks and years. There are still going to be bumps in the road. But let me tell you the story about my daughter and I, um, going out for the day and, and what happened, because I think, well, I know it's, it's going to benefit, you know, a lot of you guys who are thinking, what do I do when my kids kind of, yeah, throw a spanner in the works and their emotions take over and their behavior, you know, takes a dive and potentially it can, I mean, it, it can either make or break our day sometimes. So let me jump straight in. 
Uh, so this is probably a year ago and um, we left the boys at home for the weekend and my daughter and I went up the coast to see my parents and we're really lucky that we're able to borrow a canoe off friends and go out on the water. So it is so beautiful up there on the coast. Um, the, the water is calm. There's pelicans around where we go. There's, you know, a lot of sea life and things like that. And um, my parents often, yeah, take us out to, you know, we'll have lunch and then we will we will go on the canoe. And so that, that only started, I guess, recently from like a year ago or so. And so I thought, wow, let's go up and let's go on the canoe. It'll be really fun. Um, and my daughter at that point had not been on a canoe yet. So, but she was excited. Like I told her about it and, and everything. So we were ready to go with the swimmers and, um, you know, our, our towels and everything. So let me paint you the picture <laughs> of what happened. Uh, so we arrived with my parents um, and my daughter uh, near the beach or I guess kind of the bay and my dad and I are unloading the canoe and getting um, life jackets on and we'd luckily been able to pick up a mini like a kid's life jacket for my daughter and she was putting it on and um, you know was excited and curious very like we were parked near the water taking off the canoe and all of a sudden she started saying some you know things along the line of I don't want to go um I don't want the canoe like I don't want to do it anymore and, and she just kind of switched a little bit right so me being me I was like that's okay no problems you don't have to go you can stay here with gran and I'll go with pa um and so she she was okay like I you, you know you guys probably know me I'm I'm there to accept and acknowledge how she's feeling I'm going to validate that she doesn't want to go I'm not going to make light of that or dismiss it or say, you know, you've been looking forward to this. Don't be so silly. Or um, what do you mean? Like, you know, you're being ridiculous and why wouldn't you love it? And hurry up. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just get in. So I did none of that. But I said, yeah, that's okay. Like you can watch um, and we'll go in. And so she was okay. Like she was okay, which, which led me to continue on with my dad, take off the, you know, we got, got the canoe off, put it in the water. And, um, so we, my, my mum was with her and we were pushing off like the canoe and then I could, ugh, I couldn't, I can remember her face. It kind of changed a little bit. Like it just, you know, when you see your child's facial expression shift and you're like, uh oh. <laughs> and so we were just out in the water and I was like, oh, I wonder how this will go. So we, so we pushed out and my mum was with her and she was watching us. And she was not melting down. She was not crying her eyes out. She wasn't even crying. So, you know, this is where we make careful, I guess, on the fly decisions. I didn't think, whoa, this is like, she's really not okay. I'm going to, dad, hang on, let's go back and let me check. Plus I trust my mom. I love her and she's so good with my kids. So I was like, cool, mom has her if she starts to get upset. But I think, you know, we were, um, we were going right close to the kind of shore just around Honestly, it was like less than five minute uh, trip and she was able to walk along the shore and watch us the whole time. We were just going to meet at the other jetty kind of around the corner. So so we pushed off and we went and I was like, oh, her face changed. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> like what is going to happen? Anyway, so I was trying to enjoy myself and I was like, trust, trust mom. That's my, like grand. I was like, trust her. You know, she's holding Eve's hand and I was waving and I was smiling. I was showing Eve 
uh, my daughter, you know, this is fun and hi, you know, you can see us. Um, and then I could see that she was like clinging on then to my mum and I couldn't really, I couldn't really see her properly, but I could see she was like, mm, you know, not, she was not okay with it. Anyway, we kind of passed a few more um, like people around the corner and she kept walking and then my dad and I pulled in um, our canoe and that at that point I saw my daughter because my mum was I think holding her and she was crying and she was really upset and I got out quickly and I said hey what's up you know something like that I said oh no you're upset you know what's happened and went went to be with her and that she kind of escalated and so I was sitting with with her on the on the um, sand and she was saying things like no no canoe bad mummy, like she was being, you know, what other people would class as being rude and disrespectful. Cause she was saying like bad mummy, naughty, like rude, um, you know, no, no more canoe, you know, bad canoe kind of things like that. And like at that point or, at, you know, at her age, she had very, uh, sophisticated language. She would have been about five, but she went back to the like two, three word phrases like no canoe, bad mummy. <laughs> And I was like, okay, she's really like, she's not okay with this. So I sat with her for a few minutes. Um, I, I held her and we walked around to the playground and I wasn't rushing her. I wasn't like saying, you know, what do you mean bad? Like, you know, no more canoe. Like that was fun. And you, you just need to get in it and you'll see. And I didn't also, you guys, again, you guys will know, like I didn't tell her off. I didn't say you're making a scene. Cause there was a lot of people around. I didn't say you're being ridiculous. What do you mean bad mummy? Like I have come here to have a wonderful time. All I did was go on the canoe and you've ruined it. Like, oh my gosh, maybe some of the stuff that I would have said a few years ago. Whoa. So, so I didn't do that. I was like, you know what? It is okay. Cause I do truly believe even though those big emotions are uncomfortable, it's okay to let them out and to have them like that has taken me a bit of work, right? I used to think, no, I've got to fix it. I've got to distract her. I've got to make her happy. And and make her smile anyway so now i i wait and i'm patient despite the people looking and things like that so we moved around a bit i remember holding her and i was patting her and kind of i do some i guess some nervous system calming things just um like without realizing I'm, i kind of rock with her um i kind of pat her a little bit and i hug her she was like on me like a little like a little front backpack <laughs> you know she was like hugging me and i yeah, I just said, I get it. You, you're not okay. You know, you did not want me on the canoe. And the funny thing was, or maybe the interesting thing was when I just gently kind of validated that she wasn't okay, she didn't like it, she didn't want me to be on it. That's so interesting. Um, and I find this stuff fascinating. What then was allowed to come out from her was you were not safe. That was dangerous. And so I was like, I remember in that moment feeling flawed because I kind of like, I know this stuff, you know, in the back of my mind, but for her to come out then to be able to express, and maybe even for herself, I don't think she knew before then when she was watching me on the water in the canoe, you know, she didn't have that much experience with canoes and um, paddling and, you know, me being out there. Um, I think then, you know, we give our kids, we allow them to kind of reach that conclusion when their emotions have settled because we know when emotion, when emotions run high the the logic the ability to explain and put language to something is offline you know more or less offline right 
So um, she was then able to articulate that. And I was like, ah, oh, you, and then I validated, which is basically, you know, a lot of, you could call it active listening. You could call it, um, you know, explaining what she has just said. I said to her, you thought I was in danger and you were so worried I would um, get hurt. Like I said something along those lines. And I remember she was like, yes. She was like, no, no, don't go on it. No more. And I was like, oh my goodness. Anyway, so we got through that. Like obviously eventually she calmed down. We didn't go on it again. Um, what did happen was a little bit after that, after we had played at the playground there, near the penguins, sorry, not the penguins. Did I say penguins before? Pelicans. <laughs> I want to make that distinction. Um, there's a lot of pelicans around there, which are massive, by the way. I don't know if everywhere they are, and I have just never been up close, but holy moly, some of these pelicans are like the size of a large dog. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, so we played in the playground and then, uh, we, we were going to pack away the canoe, I think, and like hoist it back onto the car. And we went down there and I don't know why, like we were, we, we hung there for a second talking about something. And I remember she, my daughter, um, independently climbed in the canoe and was like looking around at the seats and the, the wooden bar that goes across it and, and the oars. And I, I like remember looking at my mom and I was like, uh, what is she doing? <laughs> she, she had like climbed in and she obviously felt safe it being there on the shore. And funny thing is I said, Eve, you're in the canoe. You know, what do you think? And we had a little chat and she, we had a little play and we were looking at the little like crabs in the sand and stuff. And I can't remember who suggested it, but she went out in the canoe with my dad. Like, honestly, this was probably half an hour, maybe an hour after we had had that kind of, you could call it a meltdown. And she was out there and I took videos and I took photos and I was so proud. Like, I'm still, I'm remembering now, if you guys could see me, I'm like grinning from ear to ear. I was so proud of her. And I was like, well, look what happens when we just allow and we just step back and we let our kids not be okay. We let them crumble when something is too scary. And then we wait and allow them to, it, it kind of invites them when they're ready, you can have a go. Right. And she took that on. So we've been up there obviously a, a fair few times since, and she's gone in, she'll go in with different people. She'll, you know, she'll have fun and she'll do some little rowing as best she can. So now she loves it. But I just wonder if things would have gone differently that day. And if I would have, you know, yelled or shamed her or told her she was being ridiculous or punished her for that reaction, like, where would we be now? You know, would we be, I don't know, just, just backwards. Right. Um, so I, I love like that memory is so special to me <laughs> and it just, I guess a couple of takeaways. It's a reminder that your kids are not going to have it together all the time and that's okay. I mean, you're not going to have it together all the time. It will look different to your child, but that that's okay. We're not supposed to be happy and joyful and calm and relaxed and engaged and connected all the time because we're human, right? Things trigger us and things upset us. The other thing is if we can look beneath the iceberg at what may be triggering our child. And obviously for her in this situation, a big one was fear. Like she was in a bit of an unfamiliar situation. 
she didn't yet trust. She didn't yet have the capacity to trust it because we were doing it and other people were doing it. And, um, you know, we seemed fine and, 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 um, relaxed and happy that, that it would be safe. She was in her brain. She was still like, nah, like that's mom is going out there and I don't know if she will come back. So, I mean, how age appropriate for a five-year-old as well. So I, I think it's just really important to think, okay, can we, in some of those big challenging moments, step back a little bit or like zoom out to think what might be driving my child's behavior here, their ridiculous behavior or their overwhelming behavior or their emotional behavior, right? Because everything that underlies those big emotions is, is some kind of, um, uh, either a fear or a trigger or a, this is unfair, or this is a, I'm exhausted and I can't cope. Or I've like, uh, this situation is beyond my skills and my capabilities. Like there are, my point is there are always things that are kind of driving your child's behavior and the way they act or, or show up in any different situation. So, uh, I remember a little while ago, um, I've got a blog somewhere on my website and I put down a few reasons. I've, I've even put this in my book, um, from chaos to connection, a, a kind of like a list of some really common, um, I guess roadblocks, maybe things that can be under our kids iceberg or, or that are driving these, you know, challenging behaviors. So number one, we know that emotions run high and then their logic and their ability to access language and express themselves articulately, um, or maturely that kind of goes low, that goes offline, right? It makes it really tough for them to be flexible and responsive and, and, um, use that, you know, upstairs part of their brain. So when emotions are high, yes, expect your kids to kind of be unreasonable because they're, they've lost access to that reasonable and logical part of their brain, right? They literally go into their amygdala, they go into fight or flight and, and they do seem really unreasonable and, um, overwhelmed. Hunger can play a massive role, especially when, now that we know things like when blood sugar levels drop, then we do get hangry. We do get cranky and irritable right? I, I even remember same child. Um, she had not, I realized at one point, why is she so cranky? Like, why is everything a no one day? And it was late in the afternoon. And I remembered, oh my God, she, we missed lunch. So she didn't eat lunch because we were out, we were busy and she had like a, a tiny scrap of breakfast. You know, she wasn't that hungry then. And I'm like, oh, she hasn't eaten in eight hours. Like no wonder. <laughs> so I fed her and then night and day. Uh, obviously being things like being tired, not getting enough sleep. We know that impacts kids and their behavior. So that's something else running under the iceberg, getting sick, of course, right. Coming down with something. Um, we know that flexible thinking, impulse control, you know, problem solving, all of these really complex thinking skills are still very much developing in our kids. Okay. So they're not going to have access to them all the time. We're going to see bursts, but especially when the pressure is on and the emotions are high, they lose access to those still developing skills. Okay. Another thing is that I think if they, when our kids feel disconnected to us, if we have a lot going on ourselves as parents, if we have been working late, if we have been away, you know, traveling, um, things like that, if we're just not really accessible and connected to them, we haven't, kind of spent some quality time, then we can definitely see that reflected in their behavior. And I don't want you guys to think that that's like a, like an intentional manipulative thing. I know that when I haven't spent enough time with my husband, the, the, the gap kind of grows 
Like, I'm like, who are you again? Like, I have to build that connection. We have to hug each day. We have to have a chat, right? It's, it really, that disconnection really does make a difference in how I'm feeling, how he's feeling and and how our kids do too. So it's kind of, it's like this um, unconscious thing, I think, that our nervous system needs. Of course, there's things like if there are big, significant events that happen in our kids' lives, maybe grandma's been in hospital for a week, maybe their favorite teacher's been away, lots of those things as well impact I guess, our, our, what's under our kid's iceberg and how they're feeling and how they're showing up. So we really have to be, I don't want to say across everything, like that's too much pressure, but can you be mindful of, oh, what? you know, no wonder she is cranky or irritable or he is being uncooperative because like one, two, three, four, you know, look at the week we've had. Okay. So I just want you guys to remember they're little humans and they're doing the best with the brain that they have. And it's not a very good brain. I say that with love, but because it's under construction, right? So zoom out like I did when, when your child is, you know, not their behavior isn't meeting your expectations or their emotions are running high and, and you're like, what is going on? And you know, you're not usually like this or you're being over the top or ridiculous, just like zoom out and, and think, okay, what's under their iceberg? What else could be going on that I'm not immediately seeing? So I hope you guys found that uh, maybe a little bit entertaining. Um, I love sharing stories from my own home. Um, I I try to do it really carefully. And I think as my kids get older, I'm going to be, you know, mindful and be able to chat with them. And, you know, um, I never share really, really deep um, personal things, but I think it's okay. And it's really beneficial to share stories that help you guys, number one, not feel alone. And number two, kind of, you know, see some similarities in in my family with yours and how I deal with things and just another way of looking at things. So yes, I, I'm glad you are here. I'm, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and know that there is plenty more where this comes from. Okay. I know I asked before, but I would be super duper grateful if you can take just half a minute to please rate or review the podcast on whatever app you're listening to. I know there's all the different apps and the Apple and the Spotify and the things (laughs) I'm an Apple person, but, um, wherever you are listening, I would love if you take just two seconds to do that. It really helps to kind of grow the podcast, to get it out to more ears and more parents who may really, you know, sometimes you just listen to this one thing and it just helps. It just, the penny drops and it sticks with you, I would love more and more parents to be able to hear this in case they get something that's really meaningful and helpful for them. So please, and thank you. And also I haven't mentioned it uh, much on the podcast, but my new program is called Evolve. It's a six week parenting program. So a nice short kind of program compared to my longer, my usual three month is what I do, but Evolve is for six weeks and it starts very soon. And we meet every week on Zoom as a group, a small intimate group. And we talk about all things emotionally intelligent parent parenting. You get your questions answered specific to your family and we can troubleshoot and we can go back and forth and we can make this amazing blueprint of what do I do when I feel like this or when my child does that. So I love that that's really, it's like, it's going to be amazing live coaching And obviously um, I have a huge library of mini lesson videos that go along with it. So there's lots of other things. I'm not going to go through it all because you guys I'm sure have places to be (laughs) um, at the moment, but I would, I would just encourage you to check it out in the show notes. I will put the link in there. It's just stephaniepinto.com slash evolve, but also you can reach out to me. You can email my team or you can go on my website. 
wherever you want to find out information about it, we will get it to you because it starts very soon and I would love you to be in it if you are keen. All right. Thanks guys. And I'll see you on the next one.